So instead of going maybe just on the browser and read to the website, we can bring you together with us in a new world and you know explain you how does it work, um, you know what is the uh, range calculator, how you charge the car, uh, what is the power pass, all this uh, you know activity which we have already running, but they will be basically uh, moved on a more immersive space. Hello and welcome to the new episode of Simply Clever Podcast. First of all, I wanted to wish you Happy New Year. As we entered the 2023, you may be considering getting a new car, planning to take a look around a showroom or talking to a dealer. You might even be going through the specifications and looking at the photos online. But what if you could explore a car from different angles and even take it for a drive without leaving your home? Škoda has already launched a virtual showroom, a website where you can configure your ideal car and see a 3D model of it. We discussed this with the head of customer journey department at Škoda, Erik Buten, back in November 2021. Now Škoda has taken another step by entering the so-called virtual world where you can walk around the car and even take it for a drive. There's also an NFT gallery and a virtual island to wander around called Škodaverse. Today's guest on the Simply Clever podcast is Luca Zicone from the Customer Journey Department at Škoda. Hi, um, I'm part of Customer Journey uh, and to be more precise in Torsen uh, Niklas team, which is responsible for digital development. And personally, uh, together with my team, we, we are responsible for um, content uh, management, we call it. So we, we create content for digital touch points. This are actually is our main, uh, main role. Uh, like car configurator, website, and other apps. And from the beginning of the year, we are responsible for Web3 activity in Skoda. And actually, it's kind of a new project, so we are here today to, you know, to talk about, about it and see you know, where we can bring us. Luca and his team also partnered with Diego Borgo, a Web3 ambassador, NFT collector and advisor to Fortune 500 brands regarding the blockchain. Mostly what I do is advising Fortune 500 brands on how to enter the metaverse and NFT space. Uh, that's kind of like my, my overall scope. The last eight years I've been um, helping brands on digital strategy, digital marketing and branding. That's my so-called Web2 uh, you know, expertise. So branding and marketing is what I spend most of my career doing the last eight years as a consultant. I've been in blockchain since 2017. So, you know, I, I sort of like got to see the technology, learn about the use case, was really excited about the possibilities. And with Luca and Diego, we'll be finding out what exactly the metaverse is and how it can benefit automotive companies and their customers. My name is Wojciech Koval. Technologies and innovations have been my main topic as a journalist for the past few years. And this is Simply Clever Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, guys, welcome to Simply Clever Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For me, as a, as a layman person, like the topic is metaverse. But if I but, understand it correctly, and you basically said it uh, uh, within the intro, like we need to explain first what is Web3 
So maybe we can start with that because like for most of the people like that they probably or maybe don't even know like that there has been some web one and web two yeah. and now we talk about web three. So so what what is it? Um so basically we can explain or um define the web three as the evolution of the internet. You know, in the nineties when it was created, uh is so called web one, um user could not um, do much. Um basically was just reading, re- reading what was available on the web pages. And then how the terms goes, you know, new functionality were, you know, uh, placed. And and with the event of the social media, then, you know, the engagement changed. So you could, you know, read, write, share, comment. So there was also a kind of sort of, you know, interaction. What is missing or what was missing was the the ownership, you know, ownership of uh, digital items or it can be anything, it can be music, it can be uh, pictures, photos, um videos and so web3 thanks to blockchain uh, blockchain technology allows this like ownership and as well uh web3 is really community driven uh space so there are a couple of pillars which are really important to mention which is uh, nfts uh of course blockchain uh community with daos the centralized autonomous organization and as well the topic of metaverse which is of course is difficult to define because it's not defined yet the metaverse but we can go uh, after a bit deeper maybe why is it such a big thing to have this this possibility to create community and uh, and let's say uh, own something uh, in digital world because like uh, as you mentioned that like we kind of like had that before or at least the community thing so why is it such a big thing to to have this next step. I mean what is interesting is you know you you get understand what's happening which which is a fundamental shift on technology and culture right and and whenever that happens if you look back in history that's when those groundbreaking momentums happen right so what's happening right now is a renaissance especially for a new medium on how we can tell stories that's what is exciting a lot of people are looking at the the technology or looking at the use case we currently have and trying to predict the future by looking at the present and missing out because now it's all about apes and you know rocks that you can buy and cost a million dollars and makes no sense for who is looking from outside and also from people from inside a lot of times it doesn't make as much sense but everybody's just looking at that right and if you look at the past is the best way on how you can predict the future so look at how the the print revolution happened right a new technology got together with culture there was a new medium on telling stories and then you look at the same thing for radio for tv for uh internet for social media for e-commerce the past is repeating itself now through blockchain nfts and metaverse those are no new mediums those are new ways on which you can tell stories on way you can connect with people and therefore as a byproduct of it you can build community and the interesting aspect, uh, aspect of building community in that in that sense is that now we are shortening the distance through technology right so you can as a brand you can connect with people from all over the world at the same time in one space you can co-create with them you can understand you can create different you know DAOs for example uh you can create different models of voting and deciding and taking decisions as a group you can create gated experiences meaning that if someone holds a certain nft from your brand you can now create an experience where just those people can go through or just those people can have access to that can be physical that can be digital so through technology we are now being able to create those gated experience create those uh, new elements of community building but the most important layer is culture people were seeing the possibilities of a new economy a new uh, you know uh, a new 
design of uh, the way that you know brands interact with with their so-called consumers now with with community and you know that's that's what is interesting because now there is a new way on how these connections can happen and obviously as soon as we start talking more about the metaverse and definitions and so on which we will do soon uh, you start understanding that you know there is also a new layer on interaction there's a new layer on experiences there is a new layer on how you can indeed connect with people in a manner that wasn't wasn't necessarily possible before so it's kind of like next level of immersion of the digital space for reg regular people let's say yeah i mean look i was saying before right web3 is the evolution of the internet and if you want to add the, the metaverse layer to it the the You know, Web3 is sort of like the, the backbone, the technology aspect of it. And then you have the metaverse, which is the interface, right? The metaverse is basically what you see and where you spend time. So instead of being like on a Zoom call, which is a square, yeah, yeah, yeah. or being, you know, in a video or in social media or chat rooms back on a day, now you're able to be in a 3D environment where everything's possible. And that's what's exciting, again, to tell stories, to connect, and to get people together. From the, let's say, technological point of view, like what had to change like to get to this Web3 stage? You, you were talking about the crypto and so on. So that's only a blockchain we needed or? Well, maybe, also, I mean, COVID definitely, it helped a lot, the <laughs> okay. transaction, yeah. because, you know, even if you see how we work in Skoda, you know, um, now most of the meeting actually are remotely. So COVID definitely, I would say, is the main factor of this, you know, cultural changes, yeah, yeah. because as Diego said, uh, it's also kind of a shift in the mind how to, you know, you, you interact with people. Yeah. So, Suddenly we realize we need something like that to... to, to yeah, making life somehow react. easier, especially if you don't need to travel for yeah. meetings, for example, or you can have a really immersive discussion with somebody on the other side of the, of the world. And so, it's a macro-global yeah. trend that everybody went through, right? I yeah. mean everyone in the world was affected by it in a manner. So I would say this, this is the main one. Yeah. And then I would say the new generations for sure, you know, because they bring like the, you know, they grow up with completely different, uh, you know, technology. So they are used to, you know, uh, live in a certain way, uh, use digital uh, platform to express themselves. So for them it's like normal, normal thing. So you can see actually the, you know, there are um, platform like Roblox, which is like, Uh, millions of euro of users uh, every day and is mainly young generation so it will be more and more uh you know used and uh, normal actually uh, so what is it so interesting on, on this for the companies so so they can build deeper relationship maybe more transparent let the the customer they uh, know what they are doing with their with their data what they offer and uh, be a more open in this relationship yeah maybe i mean uh, for for companies in general it's really a good opportunity to talk directly to the customer because once you create the community you don't have anybody in between and all you know the the fact that they they can own let's say a part of the company or it can be a project a sub project they give them first thing uh, a deeper connection with the brand because you know say i own this i'm part of the of, of the brand of the community skoda club yeah. exactly skoda <laughs> club Um, and then the brand can use this as, uh, as Diego said, can like rewarding their community members with some certain assets or uh, sort of values to keep them uh, motivated and deeper connected with, with the brand. So I guess this is. Uh... I mean, for me, for me, is relevant and 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 simply put as well is is shifting the model on how brands tend to operate, right? The the model that has been existing forever is 
brands are putting on a very high level place, holy grail situation, where if you touch my brand or if you do something with my brand, I can sue you, I can take it down and I can do whatever is needed so nobody touches it, right? Which is obviously interesting from an IP perspective and trademark and so on. But if you think about the way that the world has been evolving more and more through collaboration and co-creation, that model also has to shift. I'm not suggesting that you have to give your brand away and let people do whatever they want with it. But one of the hardest things for brands is to stay relevant and also understand what is next. How you stay at the edge of technology, how you stay at the edge of culture. How do you understand what uh, you know uh, consumers want to have access next? And then you run those you know research groups or whatever that beta can be you know easily pushed to one direction or the other. And that's the way Mr. we've been Red doing it, one, right? Yeah. The difference now is, and, and I, I love that sort of like concept. And again, blue sky, we, we sort of like a very early stage at all of it. But I love the concept of imagine if you could gate a community through a certain token, for example, an NFT, whatever is going to be, and you can bring this community alongside with the brand and co-create a future with them. You know, the people that are really passionate about it, because we talk a lot about community right now, but when we talk about community, the first thing people think is how can we monetize it? How can we make yeah. money? And that's not what community is. Community is a place where people will care deeply about something together because they care about it. Not because they wanna get money out of it, not because they wanna buy something. They just care deeply about it and they bound because they have the same interest, right? So how do we look at that layer of culture now enabled by this technology? on how we can co-create the future of brands alongside of the communities. So I say that Web2 always was looking at consumers, targets, which is an insane name to think about yeah. it, right? We look at people <laughs> as targets. Like we, Anonymous. We, we're targeting thing. that. Yeah. They're consumers. Consumers, they consume. They don't, they don't do anything else. It's just like they, they consume. They are force-fed, right? And, and marketing has this mentality and this language, which is so insane. And now, again, coming back to the mentality shift, now you have communities instead of consumers, right? Now you have co-creation. Now you have collaboration, which is much healthier. And also, if you want to build the future alongside with the people that care about the brand, that are deeply passionate about it, that's the way to go. So that's kind of like the, the value uh, that is behind all of it that, you know, it's obviously hard to see because you cannot have clear KPIs. You cannot have a, a short-term ROI, you know. But if you if you understand what happened on the transition from you know before social media to after social media, it took time. But look, the power of social media now, and and again coming back to the medium aspect that's happening through NFTs, metaverse, and so on. So you know, I tend to say that especially for marketing is the first time in history that we're gonna leave uh, a place where marketing is, see, is seen as a cost center to become a value center, yeah. which is really exciting and brings us back as marketers, because I'm marketing myself, bring us back to sort of like the fun aspects of looking at the brand and, and building stories and telling stories and not just like selling product to consumers. And, and that's the opportunity we have right now. So uh, how all this, this, this Web3 idea transfers uh, into what you do here in Chikoda? Yeah. Good question. So um, actually, the, the big change uh, happened uh, when Thorsten um, came to our department. His first question was, OK, are we planning something about blockchain, NFTs? In the beginning, we were like, mm, not at the moment. So the overall uh, discussion started. So and then uh, I'm, I would say I'm quite lucky to, to have 
Oh, we have a uh, big support from our top management, from Thorsten to Eric, head of VX, until Martin Jan, yeah. board member for sales and marketing. So uh, we have re- this actually is helping a lot for us to move forward. And um, when we, together with Teresa, uh, in my team, we, we, we started these Web3 activities. First thing was um, learn ourselves, uh, because, you know, we need to actually... Uh, find out more what's happening, what the other brands are doing, how they are doing. Yeah, we need to understand it first. To yeah. understand, exactly. Then, uh, we, okay, then we need to focus really on education because since it's a completely new topic, there is a lot of misunderstanding. And there was this bull market, so-called. And as Diego mentioned, everyone was just talking about apes sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And people were like, why? Why you want to do NFT in Skoda? And we we're like, well... That's not it, you know, that's not the point. So luckily right now, which is this bear market when crypto, you know, yeah, yeah. went down, that's the best time ever because you can really uh, build. Uh, every brand is building right now because this is the potential. And uh, as a Skoda, what we have done through the ed- educational part, we onboard um, key people within different departments from marketing, sure. uh, communication, legal, and together with them, we are we shaped uh, the idea of the Skoda Web3. Um, and then we start, of course, piloting what's working, how it works. So we could see in um, uh, before summer, there was the IZOK Championship. And Czech Market, Czech Market did this really nice uh, NFT collection. Uh, it was very successful. And then during July, there was the first NFT uh, from Skoda, even though it was related with the Wheel of Cycling. Uh, for a tour de film. Um, it was super nice because it was done in cooperation with uh, an artist, local artist, I- I- Ilona Polanski. So they made beautiful uh, collectibles. And then uh, during this time, we were okay. Uh, we explored NFTs. We were we are exploring blockchain. How does it work? And what about the metaverse? Because also we believe metaverse has huge potential uh, to explore. So this, this is actually the next uh, uh, big thing. So now it gets interesting, you know, so we got to the metaverse after, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes of, of talking. So Diego, like, can you do a quick introduction? What is it? Because I generally speaking, I know what is it. Some people who played, I don't know, Fortnite or something like that, they also got some idea how, how it can look like, or maybe somebody has tried it on, on, on some platforms. But what are we talking about? Yeah, I think maybe let's start from what is not. To make it easier. So a lot of people are looking at the metaverse because obviously it's hyped and after Meta has changed their name from Facebook to Meta, everybody's like, oh, we need to do something in the metaverse, right? Uh, What it's not, it's not just gaming, right? It's not, a lot of people are like, oh, Web2, metaverse. No, those are gaming platforms. Minecraft is a gaming platform. Roblox is a gaming platform. Fortnite is a gaming platform. It's not a metaverse, it's a gaming platform. That's it. Just let's clear that up. The second thing is, uh, it's not just about virtual reality right? We can be in the metaverse without necessarily having goggles. Yeah, and phones or other exactly. devices. The, yeah. the goggle is a device. Saying that the metaverse is virtual reality is the same than saying that your phone is the internet. It's a device. It isn't. <laughs> Nobody told you yet? <laughs> First time ever. <laughs> so it's a device, right? It's the same, one-to-one. So that's that's what is not. It, it will be through virtual reality, yes. Will be through desktop, yes. Will be through the phone, yes. Will be through whatever is going to come next, augmented reality, glasses, yes. Sure, 
but it's, it's an overall platform. It's like the internet, the metaverse, right? So that that's kind of like important to say. And the third thing that's really important to say that a lot of people are confused right now is that the metaverse is not one place or one platform, right? Meta obviously is claiming space, Microsoft's claiming space, but those are platforms, right? You have a metaverse platform. You don't own the metaverse, right? You cannot own the internet. You want a browser within the internet. You want a website within the internet. And those, are, and those are platforms. So just what is not, in my point of view. And now we get into what it is, which is, you know, there is a thousand different definitions there. That's mine. Uh, and for me, we need to put in a very simple manner so everybody understands, right? Which is simply put, is an evolution of the internet and how we connect with each other digitally. That's it, right? If you look at what we were saying before, Corona and uh, the macro trends, technology, uh, you know, we experienced these last three years of connecting digitally, spending more time digitally within those platforms that are horrible. The user experience of Teams, you know, all of it, I'm not criticizing Teams as a platform, but the overall idea of having a video to have connections as humans is insane because it's a square, it's a 2D space. I feel much further than you than usually I would feel in the same room as yep. we are right now. And uh, we felt that that needs to improve. And I think that, you know, that also spiked the the, the understanding, the desire and the sort of like the motive why people wanted to want to sort of like be on it and why it's relevant. So that's how I put it, what it is. And if you want to see this overall ecosystem of like Web3, blockchain, cryptocurrency, uh, you know, uh, metaverse, the way for me that it makes it very tangible is thinking about metaverse almost like Disneyland, yeah. right? The metaverse is Disneyland. It's a place where you can go, dreams can become true, everything's possible, there is no limitations, especially when you think about physical limitations, right? The only limitation within the metaverse is going to be creativity. How creative can you be, right? That's the only limitation. Everything else is possible. And as you go through that thought process, the most powerful thing Disney does very well within Disneyland, and that's what people should be thinking about the metaverse, is storytelling. That's they tell Disney stories that better. touch people deeply and make them connected. So if the metaverse is Disneyland, how do we go down there? You are in the Disneyland par park right now, and that's the metaverse. So everything you buy within Disney World or Disneyland, let's say the food, the, the hats, the Mickey Mouse, the wafers, those are NFTs. Right, they represent the ownership of an item. Some kind of collectible, whatever. Collectible, yeah. or there's utility behind yeah. it. The membership that you use yeah. to access yeah. the the places, the ticket, all of that. Those are NFTs within the metaverse, right? So they will gated experience, right? You buy a ticket to enter the park. Depending on the tier of the ticket you bought, you can access certain activities. You can't access other yeah. activities. All if you buy a hat within the park or whatever, yeah. yeah. If you buy a hat, which is a wearable, uh, you know, you can bring that home and wear that anywhere. So those are NFTs within the metaverse, right? And then if you look at cryptocurrency, you need money to pay things for. Within yeah. the metaverse, cryptocurrency is going to be the money that rules it. I'm not saying Bitcoin. I'm not saying Ethereum. I'm saying cryptocurrency is yeah, a no, concept no. that can be the digital dollar, digital euro, or a Skoda coin, whatever is going to be, right? Cryptocurrencies is a concept. And that's how you're going to pay and interact within that space. The blockchain, in this sense, is basically the underlying technology. So the things you don't see, right? If you would dig deeper under Disney World, you'd see the cables running, people running around, people you know, running the show on the back end. And that's what blockchain technology is. So if you do a parallel with that, that's as simple as it gets, right? That's how kind of like this whole ecosystem works. And what is exciting about it is that people go there to experience new things, to see things, to, to uh, you know, 
quote unquote escape from reality and go there and experience things that you can't experience in real life. So one thing that's extremely important for brands is to look at one, how can you create experiences that you cannot create in real life? So if it's a car dealership, it shouldn't look like a car dealership in Metaverse because you can do anything. Why would you do the same you can do in real life, right? Why does a car has to be exactly like a car in the real world, right? So that, that's the question I always pose. If you can do everything and creativity is the, limity, the, the limiting aspect, why are you doing the same thing that you can do in the real world? So that's a, a thought-provoking question. The second aspect is, and I'll finish that with a, a use case, which is quite exciting, is if we are telling stories and if we're, everything's possible and if you're connecting with people, why do we put product first, mm-hmm. right? So why don't we build on the brand, on the values of the brand, what the brand stands for, right? Which is really exciting. So the best use case I've seen that nobody's talking about within the metaverse was what uh, Unilever has done with ClothesUp. So ClothesUp is a great example because it's a toothpaste. Yeah. How much of a story can you tell with a toothpaste? Right? Some people are like, oh, we are not Gucci, we are not Nike, we are not Adidas, so it's so hard for us to be in the metaverse. Close up is a toothpaste. And look what they've done. So what they've done is super exciting. They went to the central end and they invited couples from all over the world. And you know, one of the angles, was not the main angle, but one of them was like inclusion and diversity. If you live in a country where marrying someone from the same sex, sex isn't allowed or some gender isn't allowed, come to the metaverse and let's get married in the metaverse because here's possible. So people from the same gender or whatever they identify came to the metaverse, they hosted an event, they got married and they had a certificate as an NFT that now they're married digitally in the metaverse. How exciting is that? Nothing to do with toothpaste, no product, but what the brand stands for is close up, they stand for love, inclusion and diversity. And they yeah. delivered against that. So, you know, that's what I find really exciting as well is the power of storytelling within this new medium. Nice. Yeah, you're building the, the brand awareness with whatever you want, like with, with your creativity, basically. That's it. Yeah, basically, it's a new touch point for, you know. It's a new medium for telling medium, stories. Yeah. It's a new canvas. It's a, it's a renaissance. You know, it was a renaissance for art. We're looking at digital art right now, and everybody's like trying to figure out how to use this new medium to, you know, do the same things they've been doing before with art. As different materials were possible, sculptures, paints, and styles, now it's digital art. So within Skoda, uh, this actually was part of our um, studying part uh, to find out which platform are existing and for what they are used to actually find the one will be more suitable for our purposes. Yeah. So this uh, is kind of, uh, I, on the other end, is the early stage still. So yeah. this platform yeah. will... Which is extremely important. Exactly. It's finding like, it's testing and experimenting exactly. to see where the community is at or what are they excited or what matches with the brand. So a lot of brands are telling me like, which metaverse should we start with? I'm like, all of them. Do pop-up Try events, out, small here, small there. there. Not yeah. major commitment, pop-up events. We do something on the central end. We do something on, on Sandbox. We do something somewhere else, right? And then you start seeing where the audience is, which platform fits the best with your brand. Yeah. Pop-up is a great concept. It's like you don't start with a flagship store in the middle of New, New York, right? You start with pop-up shops and you figure out what works best. So what is it uh, about? Like, what, what does the, the car company Metaverse look like? Well, definitely there should be some car at some point. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, no, when we, we started to think about, okay, what we can offer, how, what we, you know, we can explore, uh, we had this uh, platform research, which is kind of useful because the technology actually helps you a lot in this. Um, but our goal was, you know, we need to explore and we see potential in there. 
uh, within the, the metaverse topic. So um, as, since we are part of customer journey, we do the strategy. Um, we, um, we wanted to create a sort of touch point where a user can, can explore the immobility topic because, you know, it's the future uh, in a more, you know, interactive, immersive and gamified way. This was our, our objective. Uh, and of course, support all the initiative like uh, NFTs um, and maybe, you know, the new, uh, presenting new cars in a more attractive way, maybe having a test drive there. So uh, what we did, we uh, partnered with one of these platforms, uh, which is hybrid. So it's not decentralized, but it's not full uh, centralized because so there is a possibility to interact with um, uh, NFTs because it's based on actually Ethereum um, blockchain. So it's called the Nemesis, is the platform. That's, that's and you, you can say, around, yeah, that's my avatar. <laughs> um, and the good thing exactly wanted to create a, a place which uh, is fitting the, the Skoda values also, you know, so people can feel comfortable there. We can explore, you have uh, new, uh, new cars there. Um, there are different buildings with different, uh, uh, there is the exhibition area for the NFTs. There is the expo area where there is the car, where you can actually find out the latest model. Um, you can discover the immobility through different touch points within the island because what we want to do is create a place to explore. Yeah. One hour uh, user to explore together with us this new space so you can go actually everywhere on the mountains. You can saw me jumping on the swimming pool. Um, and the point is we can, through this, we can show the potential. There's a lot of potential. There is creativity. Uh, you can do whatever we want. And the idea is to keep it updated, you know, create new things. Um, you know, maybe when there is a new car launch or there is a motor show, yeah. create an engagement like that. And and also what is cool there is that uh, you can drive the car. Actually, it was not visible in the video, but it's visible. I mean, it's available yeah. in the in the space. Yeah. So you, you, you've said that uh, you focused on e-mobility. Yeah. Uh, of course, it makes sense because when we're talking about the EV users right now, they are early adopters, kind of pioneers, you know. They so, have a different so, mindset, yeah. you know. So it makes sense that they pr they are probably kind of techy. They're open to new technologies, exactly. new new platforms, and so on. Uh, so that that's that's the idea behind. That. Yeah, yeah, the idea exactly because we see in the IV customer a sort of customer which is more open to or most used, not open, used to technology because you know with the IV you need also you have different tools to to work with. Um, so that's the reason why we want to focus on immobility and also because it's a new, still a new topic for many people. So instead of going maybe just on the browser and read to the website, we can bring you together with us in a new world and, you know, explain you how does it work? Um, you know, what is the, uh, range calculator, how you charge the car, yeah. uh, what is the power pass, all this, uh, you know, activity, which we have already running, but they will be basically, uh, moved on a more immersive space. Yeah, but you need to to like offer something for like every let's say customer group or target group because you want to persuade somebody to become a part of of, of Škoda family. You need to take care about your your customers, the, the the drivers, and and so on. So so you need to like find a ways to lure the people to your to your. Yeah, I mean, as we said, is a. Is a new thing, so that's why we we focus a lot of education, showing like what is what is the potential, what is the potential, what we can do, and and I mean as you said, I mean each customer has different needs, so at the end we need to you know uh, create something that can um, help them, help the customer to have a smarter life, you know, live smarter. 
actually. So that's the that's the way. One thing I'm interested in, Diego talk about like the different platforms there are several of them and it makes sense like even from the marketing point of view, Škoda will definitely have uh, its own platform, some other brand, some other company, car maker, whatever will have its own probably. And if you talk about it, everybody's developing that or there will be probably. Uh, but it makes for sense from the brand's point of view and marketing point of view. But for me as a customer, I don't want that. I, I, I probably want to have some universal platform where maybe you can like contest for my attention probably. Is is that the future we will get? That there will be some strong player who will like, you know, I don't know, swallow all the small platforms and, and create some 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 huge, huge uh, space. That's the goal of the big uh, tech industry, right? To, to get, you know, the leadership in that. But uh, as we can see, uh, since the technology evolves, make also easier to, to create. Yeah. So that's why there are so many platforms will be more and more in the upcoming year. So uh, the point is each platform is built for a totally different experience. Uh, but I get your point. Uh, it will be, of course, easier to have one platform, but also will be a bit tricky to, you know, uh, put together all the needs of the of the user. Because as I said, uh, there will be always be a, a sort of owner of this platform. So what, what I think is that um, as a group, uh, there will be a point that, the group will decide probably to you know have his own uh, experience yeah, yeah. where all brands are there in a different you know of course offering different experiences but still in the same platform to make uh, for the user you know yeah, an easy yeah. easy B access bw platform from which you can access probably the Skodaverse and so well on, this probably no that. because no? we are not in, <laughs> we are a bit uh, no i'm talking about more like brands like audi okay. volkswagen seat uh, cupra that together with you know, we'll have uh, one metaverse where this Koda, the Volkswagen Group uh, customer can go together yeah. and experience different things from different brands. So we kind of talk about like what we needed to get to the point we are right now. So what we need to go even further, you know, to to get get a broader idea of the metaverse, Web3 usage and so on. Yeah, I mean, I think where we are right now, and I use that as sort of like analogy a lot, we are in the mid 90s right now and the internet is just about to go mainstream, right? And uh, what we need right now is education. People need to understand what this is. People need to sort of like figure it out what is in for them. And uh, the most important thing what we need to do is to make technology seamless, right? We need to hide all the blockchain conversation under the hood and enhance user experience so it makes it easier for people to interact with something without knowing it exists, right? I say that I don't need to understand how electricity works to understand that electricity benefits my life. I press the button, light goes up. That's it. That's what matters. And we need to get to that stage of blockchain as well. We talk way too much about the technology right now. We talk way too much about, uh, you know, how it works, proof of stake, proof of work, what are nodes and how those computers run and what is smart contract. Like we need to put that in the back. Otherwise, we won't be able to bring the whole world into this, which is the ultimate goal, right? Not to force feed people, not to uh, convince, but rather to show what we have seen and what the possibilities are within this. So, you know, I think that education is key. Uh, you know, I, I, I play a lot saying that we are changing the world one wallet at a time, you know, so we go step by step and sort of like try to figure out, uh, you know, how we, we sort of like start bringing more and more uh, people to, to understand and to utilize that. Okay, guys, thank you very much for your time and thank you for the interview. Thank you. Thanks really for having good. me. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in. If you're interested in any of our previous episodes, for example with Eric Buten discussing the virtual showroom, you can find them in your favorite podcast app or on simplycleverpodcast.com. Next time, the focus will be on the Traffication app, which aims to increase safety at level crossings. Until then, take care, and if you happen to be driving, even virtually, drive safely.